Welcome to season two of the Never Going Pro podcast by Dads Inside Riding Trainers featuring GC Coaching. It's a podcast about riding bikes and parenthood and trying really, really hard at, at both. And I am your host, Ken the Badger Nowell, and with me is Shane Gaffney, owner of GC Coaching. Hello, everyone. Hey, Shane. And Chris Gorney, fellow dirt teammate, passionate cyclist, and outstanding dad. How's it going? We're doing good, Chris. And our special guest this week is Mike Jaskolka. Did I get that right? Perfect. Just like Polka. Nailed it. Awesome. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. So we're, we've got a different, a little bit, we're experimenting with different formats. So today um, we have our short take episode. It is an interview with a normal person, just like you, uh, trying to make parenting and cycling work in the midst of everyday life, which is super weird right now. And there, like there is we're good no normal right now. And as we get into it, I think we're going to realize Mike is extraordinary, probably. Yeah. So Mike lives about, he's one of the closest dirts to me in North Carolina down in Wilmington. So Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do down there? Uh, so I'm a surgeon. Um, okay. And um, I uh, work at uh, one of the one of the hospitals, the hospital down here. I, I uh, my main um, my main specialty is taking care of kids with okay. um, uh, cleft lip and palate and jaw problems, and um, so I, I I do that kind of reconstruction reconstructive surgery, and then I take care of a lot of people with facial injuries and things like that. So reconstruction for that that's kind of my kind of my work thing, and. So um, do you think you can finally fix Badger's face? Make it look. He's looking pretty good right now. Thank you. you know, I got. I got to say, yeah. <laughs> I got. My, I got my birth my birthday shirt on, pink bike. Yeah, happy and, birthday, Badger. Yeah, thanks. Yep, forty five. Wow, good for you. I was looking at the headband myself, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. So, um, do you ever see any cycling facial injuries? Uh, actually, yeah, I've taken care of a few people, so they have a. Um, uh, it was an Ironman, now it's a half distance, but I've actually taken care of a few people. The route always covers a couple of the bridges uh, over back and forth to the beach, which is, uh, if you're not used to riding on them, they're terrible, uh, you know, sort of old metal grate. Mm, with, oh, with no. the, oh, they're slick as, slick yeah, as all. Yeah. No. So yeah, I've actually taken with the, care of <laughs> With the expansion joints, probably. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's for, uh, with, with a, uh, you know, the sort of like corrugations and sharp edges. Mm -hmm. and so no. Yeah, where you can look straight down and see the water. Yep, pretty much. I got and, a buddy of mine. He said oh. that he used to be like, a, you know, under, under 21 pro. And they raced across one, and this guy, he said he literally got cheese grated when he crashed. Oh. Uh-uh. No way, man. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to start I'm gonna start swimming or something. No way. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, that it's, kind uh, of stuff will make you lose your appetite. Yeah. It's not the, pla not the, best, uh, not the best place to go. So, yeah. so you're so, a yeah. surgeon, dad. Yeah. I've got three super, kids. Super three talented kids. cyclist. Uh, working on that part. I'm, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't say super talented, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working hard under Shane's tutelage to try and get, uh, you know, figure I'm figuring I'm running out of time. So I'm 43 turning 44 and, okay. uh, there's no time like the president. So here, here. Well, yeah. so what, Shane, Shane, what do you got Mike doing? So right now Mike is coming back from a back injury. So mm. we're kind of slowly increasing uh, volume again as well as intensity just to make sure that his back will tolerate it um, okay. you know two weeks ago it was literally like just zone two and now it's some zone three some sweet spot now and then um, we'll try to do some more next week which is good too so 
that's his, Co- his COVID has made me realize that I'm ready to give up my full-time surgery job, which really must have been the cause of my back problem and, 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 and GoPro. So I won't be able to do that. <laughs> Oh, you're on the wrong, you're on the wrong podcast for going pro. That's the going pro podcast. Um, (laughs) This is the never going pro podcast. I haven't been invited to that one yet. So yeah, me neither. Me neither. Hey, Badger, you know what we haven't done yet? What's that? I think you know what we haven't done yet. You haven't snuck it in. I've been, I've been, I've been ahead of you this time. Dying to to Uh have my, my dad joke. So what did 50 cent do when he got hungry? What? 58. Oh man, that's, that's horrible. I don't know, man. It sounded a lot better when I read it in my head. Yeah, that's that one's pretty bad. That's yeah. not even okay. I'm not going to ask anymore. All right, cool. You, um, you know, sometimes Chris, you can't force these things. Like you, just I'm sorry. It. You pretty much ruined it. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I kind of feel good that I ruined it because every time you trick me, and I feel like a total, <laughs> twa- I feel like a total twat waffle, um, and because I'm like, oh man. Ken, that's a good story. And then it's some stupid ass dad joke. Yeah. So we're talking today, work-life balance, right? That's the, yes, that's, the, that's the flag. That's what we want Mike to teach us all how to do in like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's, um, uh, so I would certainly, and I appreciate you uh, bringing me on to talk about that. Um, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I think a lot about it actually. Um, and I spend a lot of time kind of working on it. Um, and so I have a, maybe a few pearls to share, but certainly wouldn't uh, profess to be the, the expert or master. Or maybe able to help some other people kind of, kind of figure it out a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, I've I, uh, I've been at school for a very very long time, and um, have been out practicing now for about ten or eleven years. And I think um, one of the one of the most important things, and none of this is you know revolutionary, but um, you know, setting setting goals. Um, it's gotta be just the number one, the number one thing. And, you know, you got to do it in big picture, long-term, and then you got to sit down and break it down, you know, in your day, your week, your, and it depends. I mean, I'm pretty OCD, so it kind of fits my personality. I was going to say med school surgeon. Didn't you go to, so I did dental school first. So what people who are listening to this won't know is this is actually version 2.0 of this podcast. Uh, version one was ruined by what was it Shane it was a branch no it was a whole tree actually a whole tree fell and knocked up my power for about eight hours yeah Shane lives in the middle of nowhere so I, apparently that happens uh, it was a great warm-up it's a great warm-up we never get two yeah. chances so <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I remember you so you were like I mean 40,000 foot view you were in dent, dental school and you're like yeah. man this isn't my thing I need more school I'll, I'll finish you finished it though right you finished yeah. dental school then you went to med so undergrad then dental school then med school and then you still and then you have a family and kids you're published you run your hospital right well and I don't run the hospital no, that, that, that's I heard I heard, that, you, but, yeah. I heard I heard you run the hospital <laughs> yeah I mean there was there was you know residency fellowship Sure. Practice goals. It's yeah. (laughs) You know, and I, I, it's like, it's, it is kind of funny because it's one of those things where you look back and like you make, you know, I, I made a couple of decisions along the way and then you sort of just keep following down that path, you know, next, next hurdle, next hurdle, next hurdle, next hurdle. And then, you know, 15 years you look back and you sort of, you just, you're just down the end of the rabbit hole and sort of coming out the other side. Um, And so I think, you know, trying to be learning from that um you know it's a little bit better to 
set some goals up front and sort of plan your path rather than just kind of inadvertently kind of go from thing to thing to thing to thing. And certainly I, I'm, I love what I do and it's worked out great. Um, so, you know, there's certainly some amount of following your passion, but um, I think it's super important to, you know, kind of really decide what you want to, what you want to do, what you want to get out of, out of it. And um, whether that's life, family, work, you know, money, travel, whatever it is that you're, that's your thing. Um, you really need to plan for it and then try to figure out, set a roadmap and figure out how to get there. So I, th I think that would be, again, not like revolutionary, but I think that's super important. Do you have like a process you go through when you are trying to come up with your short term, excuse me, and long term goals? A lot of time talking with my wife. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, that's sort of funny, but it, it um, um, I mean, I think probably, uh, my wife and I spend a lot of time trying to work on that sort of stuff. And, you know, I mean, certainly as, as all of, all of, you know, you know, being married and have kids is way harder than way harder than any job, way harder than riding a bike. Way, so, sure. I mean that, you know, if you sure. want to be successful at that, you, you need to put a, you know, crap ton of effort into that too. And so, I mean, actually we've learned that it's helped our, our life and our relationship way more when we've actually sat down and, and we actually go away on a trip, which is few and far between. Uh, but you know, so that'll be sometimes we sit down and be like, Hey, what do we want to do for the next five years? Or, or, you know, where do we want to be when we retire or just stuff like that and try and try and lay out some really, you know, pie in the sky, big picture, big picture things. Um, and then, and then actually we meet like every week and try and break down, like, what are we doing next week? You know, hmm. you're taking the kids to school. I'm, I'm going to be home from call. You know, I'm on call. You're going to work cause she, she's a pediatrician and she works, she works, you know, as well. Oh, so, wow. yeah. yeah. So your, it's, it's, your, uh, your children are going to be superhumans. Well, they're, <laughs> if they, if they survive. <laughs> right. So uh, really quickly, Mike, because that, that's kind of intriguing that you actually have a set meeting. Right. Each week. What does that look like? I mean, what day do you do it? How long does it last? Do you bust so, out your Google calendars? Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I full on give my wife credit for, for bringing this into our, uh, you know, she's actually made a lot of effort to sort of uh, help organize our lives, which I think has been super helpful. And so this has kind of been one of her things which she brought to the table um, among others, but you know, and so we literally sit down Sunday night and uh, I break out my, my laptop, and um, she breaks out her, she's got this, um, you know, she likes to write it down on a calendar. And, and, uh, and then actually we, um, we go through two weeks at a time and, and then look for, hey, are we going to do any, any bigger things in the next month or two or whatever that we got to plan for? And actually then she puts it up on, uh, I know it sounds funny, but then puts it up on a whiteboard in the laundry room. And so like no everybody, kidding. the kids wow. know, we know, yep. you know, we know what's, we know what's going to happen. So, Hey, that's, that's so great. that's how, that's how we do it. We, I mean, we don't have the proactive meeting like you do where we, uh, we will aspire to that level, level, but like the old school whiteboard on the kitchen counter or kitchen wall or whatever, that's how we do it. We have a, I have a friend who uses um, a family Google calendar and they have yeah. a family Slack account and they categorize oh their, yeah. I mean, it's a little, I mean, I get, he's an operations guy for his profession. So it makes sense, but like sure. they have a vacations tab. And so they communicate almost entirely in Slack, not text him and his wife. Damn dude. I'm going to, but you know, like it, it, for us, it, um, it just takes a lot of the uncertainty out of it. So like we, and then we, we trade out like she'll, you know, Saturday morning, she runs outside. That's her long run morning. And I'm on the trainer and Sunday morning is my, my long ride outside. And she's, you know, she can do 
whatever she decides in that time, but like stuff like that, you know, just, it takes the uncertainty out of it. And, and we just, you know, I mean, sure. to me, life, life is kind of about expectations. And so you, you just, you know, you know, you know what you're, what you're doing. So. so maybe, maybe you just answered it a little bit, but what, uh, you know, with your career, her career, kids, all those kinds of things, like what is something that helps you maintain motivation to be on the bike, particularly if talking about being on a trainer? Yeah. So, um, well, so I think, you know, actually that's a perfect, like, you know, along with the goals and you might, um, and, and I've sat down and spent a lot of time, um, you know, thinking about this stuff and, um, actually, you know, just to be honest, like I see a therapist and she helps me work through things like this. I mean, I think most people that ride bikes and do long distance endurance sports, it, it, it's a form of therapy, but yeah, sure. you know, I, I see someone, my wife sees someone, we see someone together. I mean, it's, it's just a healthy thing. And, um, Reach. you know, part of that is, um, uh, taking some time for yourself and sitting down and then, you know, you got goals, but then you kind of, kind of prioritize because you're just not going to be able to, you know, you know, you have to decide there's just not enough time. So you got to prioritize. And, and then I really like to, along with the priorities is you, I, I, um, and it's not my thing. It's something I got from another book and actually a different podcast, but you know, there are, there are seasons. So I think about the seasons of, you know, there are seasons in the day, seasons in the week, seasons of life. And, um, you know, there, there are times when you got to be killing it at work and, you know, making, making your retirement or doing whatever it is. And that's not the season to be on the bike, you know, 20 hours, 20 hours a week. And, and same thing, you know, there's times when the kids and the family are, have super high need. And that's, so I think, you know, setting the, picking your, picking your priorities and kind of recognizing you just can't, there's a time for everything. Um, and for me right now, how that all kind of works is I kind of, you know, my kids are, um, four, six, and eight. So they're not babies anymore. Uh, so we kind of threw a little bit of that super hard time, um, when they were really young. Um, and, um, we're just, I've moved into a little bit of time. Uh, my practice is a little bit more mature, so I don't sort of sweat, you know, that like I did six years ago when I first moved to the area. And, um, and so over the last couple of years, this has been a little bit of the season of kind of returning to the things that, that I love and, you know, cycling has, has always, has always been one of those. So it's, um, um, you know, it, it, and, and I look at that as it's, it's kind of the time for, and I sort of said at the beginning, like, you know, I, I'm not getting any younger and, uh, I, you know, not that 43, 44 is old, but I'd like to kind of see where, see where I can get to. And, and so it's kind of my. Um, it's kind of one of my current, it's my personal priority. And, and I think the, I look at that too, as it's my, my personal me time. So out of all the other sure. hobbies that I have, and, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure like you guys, you've, you know, done all sorts of different athletic endeavors and have different hobbies. And I've just basically said, Hey, this is my one, my number one priority hobby right now. And, and, uh, and so I'm going to make it, make it the hobby priority and the me time priority and sort of fills all those, all those needs. And honestly, I, I love getting on the trainer. It's, it's, uh, it's mental health time. So, yeah, well, it, it's actually funny because, you know, you mentioned therapy and you also just mentioned mental health. And I wanted to kind of riff on those two things for a minute. And, you know, so like the name of our group is dads inside riding trainers. And I've heard like so much sharing going on in our community about, um, you know, like some of the struggles that we have and there's always sort of been a, a, a stigma, especially with men about 
prioritizing our mental health and you know reaching out and and getting help when you need it uh, with a, with a therapist, and also you know not it's not about handling a crisis when you're in it, but it's just about maintaining sort of a an emotional and spiritual almost like a sobriety really you know like as you go through go through life like things always happen there's always stressors there are always crises small and big and not waiting until you know like you're really in over your head to get therapy i mean i think that that is really uh, really important. And it's something that, you know, I've done a number of times, like I, I went to a therapist when we had a baby and I hadn't slept in forever and, you know, in other, other times in my life. And, you know, it, I think it's really important that to destigmatize those things, especially among men. Yeah. I think, oh, I heard somebody say one time and it stuck with me. It's not my wisdom. They said that people who go to therapy realize they need help and they're not perfect. And it's like, yeah. Oh wait, hold on. That's everybody. So it's like people who go, people who go to therapy want to be well and stay well. And right. there's an emergency type, but personally I'm still stuck on the fact that Mike said he listened to any other podcast other than it. I mean, how dare you, Mike? How dare you? So stolen from stolen from my wife who really is the originator of many, many of the good, you know, things that I've come across and, and sounds like uh, it. <laughs> it's, it's a guy named Rob Bell who uh, is super interesting. He actually, and, and I'm, I'm Jewish. She's, my wife is Catholic and we're sort of both not really practicing of kind of anything um, other than just trying to be good people. Um, but uh, so this guy is super interesting. He is like an ex megachurch pastor and um, just has a really written a bunch of books and has really interesting podcasts and his, his name's Rob Bell. So uh, cool. not, not something I would expect him to, uh, to be listening to and enjoying, but I, I, I still do once in a while. So. Cool. Can I go back briefly just to, you talked, you talked a bit about seasonality, which I totally love and totally agree with. So Chris and I recently have been talking a lot about this where you can't, just continue to make linear progress. You have to have some peaks and some valleys and things, especially with, you know, FTP development or just training in general. So I guess my question is how, how do you deal with losing some ground in certain things and not constantly becoming better and better and better and better at everything that you do? So it's super hard. Um, And I think the number one thing that I think about is um, trying not to, and I certainly don't do a very good job of it, you know, every day or all the time, but trying not to beat myself up over it. So if you get into your like headspace of, you know, uh, and you can make it, you know, cover whatever topic you want, but, oh, I did a, you know, crummy job on with my kids today, or I didn't spend, you know, didn't do a great job giving my wife, you know, time, um, or I, you know, totally bagged that workout and was just totally, I really, I really want it. I was, I'm really waiting for you to say, or that surgery went really poorly. So it's like. funny, you know, I mean, actually that is, it is a huge, uh, that's actually, yeah, as I've gotten older, I've realized that, that is actually a huge uh, stressor and I will like, I'll bag workouts to be, you know, or I'll, I'll just skip days if I'm, if I'm tired and I know I've got a big day the next day. I mean, I just, that, cause that is still, you know, probably, I mean, that's my sort of responsibility and a huge priority for me. So everybody um, who's ever had surgery, thanks you for skipping workouts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no Oh man, I'm I'm a little dehydrated and malnourished from this morning's ride. Whoops. Yeah. 
but I think, you know, you can't beat yourself up for it. You know, all you can do is do your best and go at it again as hard as you can the next day. And um, so I think that, um, you know, that's, and like anything, and I think Shane, you know, you and I have sort of a little bit chatted with this about this, but, you know, failures, you, you, you learn to thrive in failure. Sure. Right. Um, yep. Learn a lot just, more from it than successes. Yeah. That is for yeah. sure. And it's just such a cliche, Absolutely. but it's so true. I mean, it, it, it uh, you know, anybody that hasn't had adversity or hasn't had to push through something, you know, you just, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's where, that's where, that's where you learn. You can tell somebody that hasn't had to face adversity or failure as soon as you meet them, really. At least I can. You know, I definitely can respect people that have gone through and you can just tell they're just different kind of people. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something that you find with, it's very rare to me that I find a cyclist that I really get along well with who is just like, oh yeah, man, my life's been great. And I've always made a ton of money and everything's great. You always, I mean, like the guys that I've always resonated with, you find out that they've got, it doesn't have to be like tragic you know they don't have to they don't have to have gone through something terrible but you realize there's been at least some sort of relative adversity and it it like cycling and pushing through difficulty and making it over the climb man it just it forges you into a tougher person and i love um what shane said he and i've been talking my, my family and i we moved and so my cycling has changed a ton and my goals have had to change and i've been thinking about this idea of attachment and saying like what not like not like psychological disorders but saying like what are we attaching our souls to to get through the day, to get through the week, to find our uh, sense of identity and our, um, and just our sense of well-being. And if it's always FTP growing, if that's where you attach your identity, well, then like you're going to have some problems because that ain't going to yeah. happen yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, just to kind of quickly go through what he's talking about so far, which has been phenomenal. So, to maintain life balance, you need to set goals, both short-term and long-term. Engage in some kind of team approach with your significant other or family members or whatever. Um, and you like to use a calendar as well as a whiteboard. Speaking to a therapist is also a great benefit. Um, expect to have seasonality to your training with peaks and valleys, some good days and bad days. And most importantly is prioritize your life to figure out what is really most important to you. What do you think? Yeah. Anything I else? Mean, I uh, stay off social media. Actually, and I mean, I, I, I think like, I am like, I'm kidding about, I'm sort of, I'm half kidding about that. Uh, but I think like, yeah, so I think you, you summarized it great. Um, and the only, the only other thing I would add to that is, you know, in the end, there's only so much time. And, um, uh, I have tried to, so I guess two things I would say, one is you can't cheat your need for sleep. Um, you know, and if anything, your work, you know, you can, you're going to be grumpy. You're going to be angry. You're going to be tired. You're, you know, you're not going to train well. I mean, with whatever you look at it, you, you need sure. to sleep. Um, and so I, I have tried to cheat sleep, uh, and it, it, for me, it doesn't work. Um, sure. and a lot of times it doesn't work more, for anybody. Yeah. The more I get, you know, the more I get, the better, that you better quality in the time that you spend doing things. Um, and then I, the only other thing I would to add on to any of that is that, you know, if, if you do want to try and cram a lot into as little amount of time as you can, you, you need to, you know, plan, I mean, be efficient. And, uh, you know, I think in regards to riding and training, I mean, every night when I go to bed, my stuff is out. I got my bottles filled. I got my breakfast. You know, I usually have a banana while I'm warming up on the bike and, and, uh, I, I, you know, know what my workout's going to be and, and you just got to be efficient. And, um, and so I think that, that, uh, 
yep. for good or for good or bad, that helps you just get it in. Yeah, I think I, I like that Shane pretty much just outlined the table of contents of your first book, Mike. We get 10%. Absolutely. Cool. Guest authors. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And, um, and uh, the fellows from Never Going Pro, uh, Chris and Shane, great to catch up with you guys again. And so we will catch up with everybody here soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Never Going Pro podcast. Ride on, and we will see you in Watopia.